This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast. Now in our fifth season looking into the exciting happenings of Ipswich Town Football Club, I'm Richard Woodward and you're tuned into the midweek show, available each week on video and on audio for sometimes irreverent but always informative hour or so of football conversation. So make your Monday a Blue Monday and your Thursday a Blue Thursday and whenever you're listening to it, a Blue Day. Um, I'm joined um, today by um, Mr Benjamin Bloom. Um, for, is this your midweek show debut ben well i came on with you and harry a couple of times last year there was a couple of games weren't there where i'd seen like sheffield united four times in a month and then i'd seen someone else loads of times or whatever but um in this format yes so very happy to to be here and led by your good self rich it's a chilled out. It's a chilled out entertainer kind of vibe <laughs> show, ben. always um, always <laughs> um so we haven't got a game to talk about, which makes life a little bit more tricky for us. But there's plenty of stuff happening um, this week. So we've got a few bits of news, which we'll start with. Um, we'll have a look back at August and see where things, how things have panned out and whether that was um, based on our expectations or whether things have happened a little differently. Um, we'll have a chat about Shrewsbury. I know you've done a little bit more homework on that than I have. Um, but we asked for questions. Um, and as always, um, our subscribers, our listeners have done us proud on those, so we'll definitely drill into those ones. And then, um, yeah, we'll see. I think we've got one question about um, looking ahead to September as well, so we'll pick that one up as we go along. Let's start with the news. I don't know with, about you, but um, we talked about this on the flagship show. It was quite a decent weekend, all things considered, for um, Ipswich and the county of Suffolk with the Ed Sheeran concerts and all that kind of stuff. Um, and we came back to work, or some of us came back to work on Tuesday, um, <laughs> with Mark Murphy announcing that the Kevin Beattie statue had meet, met its um, financial target, and all funded by supporters and various functions. Um, 
despite um, the best of Twitter coming out to find <laughs> problems with that situation, that's obviously good news, isn't it? It's great news. Uh, you would you would think so, yeah. I mean, all all you need to do, and I hate to go straight into plug mode, but listen, go back and listen to David Diamond talk with Statman about BT to know um, what he meant to. I mean you and I didn't see him so we don't really know and can't really speak to it but certainly to those people watching in the Robson era um, they have trouble finding the words to describe and when when the likes of you and I say well how can a defender be the be the greatest player ever I don't understand surely as a midfielder or forward they're like nah you, you didn't see him play um, so I think there was a um, correct me if I'm wrong Rich I think there was a bit of a bit of a bump I think someone did something quite kind 5k the, yeah I think yeah. it was an anonymous 5k donation I think at the end of the um, at the end of the fundraising process, and I I know um, Mark Murphy's got a job to do. He's he's a radio presenter. They um, they trade off um, hype and whatnot, and he wants people to listen to his show. But um, what people need to understand with him saying, "Oh, there'll be an announcement," or whatever, he was Beat's friend, wasn't he? And it's um, I don't think it was just about driving people to the radio station, which I know, like you said, the the best of Twitter was getting on his back for or, or, or whatnot. So um, I think it's great. Um, I don't know. Do you know anything more about what happens now that it's been confirmed about timescales and um, what no, happens going I don't forward? Think that came out. I know that the, um, um, the sculptor guy who did, who did the Seraph statues and the Swab statue um, is already working on it and already had already started. Um, but I would assume that it's a few months, whether it will be this year, I don't know. Um, I didn't, <laughs> despite Mark Murphy's best efforts, I only listened to the start of his show on, on uh, Tuesday morning. So I didn't hear that bit, but I, it, it must take a while to do. Um, and also there's a bit of readiness they've got to do for the site as well. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's towards the end of the season, maybe start of next, perhaps. And Richard, I, I think I've heard you say before, and I totally agree that don't, don't obsess about your history but always always respect it and have it there we know living in the now and what's coming is you know the 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 thing especially in a season like this one in um in the third tier but i do think it's good to just um pay homage to your to your history and when people as knowledgeable as dave uh, and harry are saying no he he was the best you you didn't see him then i kind of go okay Fair enough. I'll, I, I trust your I trust your judgment on that. So, um, yeah, I, I think great news. The the best thing I can do to um, for those of you I've kind of um, been in my era who who didn't see the beat is to read his um, his autobiography or is the biography that was ghostwritten, um, which I think TWTD um, plugged a few. And I forgot. It's, I think it's a guy called Rob Finch. They did a who wrote didn't it. they, Rich? I did. Died, and did they? and I, I read it on holiday. I took it away and read it on holiday. It's, it's not too long. Um, but I when it further the news broke first, I was a little bit um, I was on the fence about the idea because to me, um, what I did know about the beat was he was quite humble and um, didn't want to brag about his achievements. And it, so it felt a little bit incongruous to have a big statue of him um, going outside the ground. But read the book um, because you'll realise that not only was um, all the stuff that Dave has told us about his just natural ability true, but his life is is really sad. It's really mm. he's he's uh he's had a really he had a really tough life and, and and always went about life in the best of intentions, but sadly I, circumstances got the better of him at times. From what I've heard, Rich, it, it meant the world to him that he could go from you know 
maybe some bad stuff in the background. And whenever he went near that football stadium, he was a hero, wasn't it? I think that meant, yeah. I think that that was kind of his oxygen and, and, and whatnot. So even though he wouldn't have wanted a statue, he would have said, no, 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 don't do that. He he would have loved it, wouldn't he? he would, exactly you know, right. It, and it's that, the kind was... of person that, he, he, as you say, he'd never ask for it or expect it. And so for the fans to kind of react in that way, I think is a really good thing. And, and as I say, read the, read the book. And I think if you're on the fence about it or a little bit unsure about the, the gesture, I think the book will... Um, just open your eyes a little bit to the man, um, not rather than the footballer, and make you realise that what a kind of a good gesture this is. And and um, I've been watching, more, I've I've been kind of going through some archive footage for some stuff that I'm working on for for the channel. More of that to follow um, at some point in the future. And you just see what a talent he is. So I recommend any opportunity to see the goals. We'll put some up on YouTube, maybe me and Stat at some point. Um, just a, a really talented footballer, um, just a career that was cut really cruelly short. So um, that's great news and, and well done, Mark, and all yeah, the guys well said, well said. doing that. Um, last bit of news. Um, we've got plenty of questions about the whole Berry and Bolton situation, so we won't drill into that too much. But as well, I just, feared... You just texted got... me. There's some good news about Bolton, isn't there? Yeah, Bolton's takeover has just happened. So I'll... I'll um, literally just before we started recording. So I'll, I'll dig that out. I think we've got some questions about it. So Okay. There's a statement and stuff like that that kind of um, shed some light on Ken Anderson. So we get to keep our 5-0. It's a joke. It's a joke. joke. It's a joke. (laughs) The most important thing about all of this is that our 5-0 result doesn't get expunged, which is Dave's favorite. What do we... but the Rochdale game is postponed as we as we uh, selfishly feared it might um, is moved to the 5th of November. Again, not wishing to cast a weird <laughs> selfish light on the Berry situation, but we would have played Berry on the Saturday before the 5th of November. Is that which is right? Is moved oh, so to. they get a rest. So I think there's there was a debate on, again as on Twitter, which is 50-50 as in whether you whether we should have just gone ahead with the game given we got the depth of squads or had the break. Um and I guess given we now have the break because Berry um, isn't going to happen, sadly, um, it kind of makes a little bit so more it does, sense. It doesn't become a three-game week, so it's far yeah. more manageable. Yeah, that yeah, that, that makes sense. And look, I've, I've flung my hands up and did the whole silly thing. Um, we, we all sensible people think the same thing about Bolton and Berry, but if you're Ipswich, you just have to react to to what's going on don't you and you have to say oh well okay this is what's happening there's a hole there there's a hole there you know i did think when when berry went that um they might even fill the fill the saturday with it so i I don't know um i don't know why they why they wouldn't do that but um yeah this you know you react to it there and okay fine that's you know that's not the end of the world because we were talking about well when the hell are they going to play it so um Mm. i suppose that's answered in a in a fairly sort of um not too fixture congestion-y, awfully way. Yeah, and at least they've um, announced it straight away rather than keeping leaving people lingering as well. So, um, so fifth of November, um, and um, if, I, I don't think this is an official news outlet, but um, you can get refunds on your tickets and all that kind of stuff <laughs> from the usual places. <laughs> so let's um, let's move on from that one. Um, oh, one thought that comes to mind, possibly, I haven't checked the women's fixture list, but maybe ITFC ladies might play at Portman Road on the Saturday 2nd of November instead. Here's a thought for anyone who's listening, who's there involved with the ITFC ladies or Ipswich Town, no less. Here's a suggestion for you. Fill the stadium for Ipswich fans watching the ladies team. Let's move on to um, some of our main chunky bits of business then, um, Ben. Let's, let's take ourselves back and to the start of August. We're, Shrewsbury's the last game of August. Um, as it stands, we are top of the league with um, just over two points 
a game. Um, and going into that first game away at Burton, I think we'd done a bit of a mini preview, Joe and I, and the squad, um, our thoughts were it was lacking in places. That press um, conference, Rich. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, well remembered. Yeah, just beforehand. Um, and we weren't really sure of the formation um, and we weren't really sure of which personnel and we weren't sure whether the judge was going to stay. So it was going into the start of that Burton game, which um, it was the start of three games, which are pretty tough fixtures against teams that um, were going to be up amongst it. Um, it was a pretty decent start for us, wasn't it? That You were, you were at the Burton game, weren't you? Um, and um, certainly 4-4-2 seemed to work for us for a, a half. Had to change it second half. But what were your overriding thoughts coming out of Burton? It, it was, well, if I can, just going into it, it was just this complete unknown. And after the horrors of last season, just that scenario of, oh, God, we, you know, lose the first one, draw the second one, lose the third. And you, you just play out the, the worst case scenario. And what we've seen um, when we were all, mapping out that worst case scenario well um it hasn't been anywhere near that so we should probably all be very happy about that um we learned a lot very quickly about burton and about the league um in that first game and you made a good point on the flagship the other day and said look may maybe in this division you know half of it is just just bloody get through um you know against that bottom echelon of teams Keep it tight, score a goal, <laughs> you know, get in, get Don't out, <laughs> three game weeks, long journeys, crap conditions, you know, not the best stadiums, just just get it done. And, you know, I think Burton had finished halfway up and were a serviceable championship side with a, uh, sorry, League One side with a, with a decent manager. And yeah, it was, it was a bit tricky at the start of the second half, wasn't it? And then, um, like you say, switch the system and, um, judge comes in and um weathered it out quite nicely with a bit of help from a from a red card um pretty much other than rich turning up and being presented with um this new system that had been beautifully drilled and playing beautiful football and winning three nil um it was pretty much as good as it could have got at that point right Mm. Uh, I think the thing that we we talked about as well at the end of the last season and I I think all of us on, on various pods had said this is uh, we ended the season on a high last season against Leeds, but it had been a really shocking season. And what you needed to do was build momentum early because otherwise yeah. there was this concern that things would um, flip and Lambert had been building up this PR, this goodwill um, for the best of reasons, um, but suddenly is exposed and people are un- unhappy and probably Chambers admitted as much in certain press conferences and interviews in the summer that maybe we got the players had got away with um, not getting a bollocking from supporters. It, we were too nice. But I think had we, you can probably write off you know, you can ignore Burton away on away from home, but lose to Sunderland as well. Um, we always go out of the Carabao Cup, so let's ignore that. But those three games, to get maybe one point out of those three or, or to lose two out of the three of them, or even three, it would have been pretty disastrous, wouldn't it, for Lambert? Um, so to get that win on the board kind of gets the monkey off his back straight away, doesn't it, really? Yeah, and absolutely. Going... And we talked about winning mentality a lot, didn't we? And... Um... And we would have killed for this last season, wouldn't we? Where we're probably going to come on and conclude, well, are we actually playing that well? Or have we just got mm. better players than everyone? But we're winning. So, um, yeah. you know, um, long way to continue. Uh, the, the Sunderland game was a weird one because 
we'd been bemoaning kind of this lack of a structure of play. The four four two was continued, much to think to Joe and my surprise when on the um, the midweek show previewing something we we expected Judge to start and to go back to this four two three one. The Lambert is was famous for using last season, um, and that didn't happen. So some good consistency and continuity, and for forty five minutes. We looked excellent, didn't we, against Sunderland? It was that the best 45 minutes you've seen of us in terms of a full half of football rather than a 45 minutes over the 90 um, where we've actually dominated a team and, and looked good or were just Sunderland really shit? Well, I go, I, just, I know I don't want to hark back. I just under Lambert, I just go back to the games against Reading, Bristol City and Millwall where, and I know we've got a question about this, where we've managed to do it for 45 minutes and just completely collapse in the, well, not necessarily the Reading game, but um, particularly that Millwall and that Bristol City one where it was just total chalk and cheese. I don't know if the Sunderland one was was quite so bad as they just ran out of steam, but I'll just go back to your point about the, the PR. And I know we always draw a good crowd for whatever the first home game of the season is, but I, I just think the... Um, the whole atmosphere around it and the 24,000 and obviously Sunderland will always bring a, bring a big um, crowd down with them, weren't they? So I think that, um, that kind of all played into it, but yeah, there's, there's a bit of a sense in both of those first games. Yeah. Start good intensity, good players and kind of get found out in the second half that is there that much pattern of play to this or um, yeah, well, I'll, 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 I'll get your thoughts on that. We don't keep the ball, do we? I think that the first half against Sunderland was was good because we were quite relentless and we were creating chances. And um, Rowe and, and Garber, who, who at that point was our leading scorer, he went off injured. The first he was the great white hope, wasn't he? The first two <laughs> games, yeah. <laughs> he was. And that system seemed to be working for us. Um, and, and as you said, maybe there's some tiredness in there. But what I think we lack, um, and we've got certainly questions about the midfield options, is... Downs and Scoose are less about keeping the ball and between them and more about recycling the ball and finding it to someone else. And it just felt that, same with the second half of Burton, um, and the second half of Sunderland, at 1-0 um, in both those games, if we just keep hold of the ball rather than trying to go direct, um, and sometimes that worked and counters came from it, but often we'd lose the ball, wouldn't we? We'd, we'd do something silly or the ball wouldn't stick to one of our strikers and the opposition breaks forward. And that's what happens in the Sunderland game for their equaliser. We're kind of pushing forward and then it's it's a 1v1 down our left um, and Chambers has a bit of a brain fart. But do we have the midfielders at the moment, as much as people are bigging up Scoots and Downs quite rightly, just to hold the ball and just to control the tempo a little bit. I'll, or do we I'll, I'll wind up everyone with a midfield too. No. Um, and I, you make such a good point when you say we don't really keep the ball. And it's so right. It's, um, and Mick was really good for, for this, where he would make his players comfortable without having the ball. He'd say, look, it doesn't matter. If you don't have the ball for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, that's fine. We'll sit in, we'll keep tight. And, you know, the jobs weren't they? The centre-halves defended deep and didn't pass the ball. The full-backs didn't bomb forward, pass the ball. Even centre-midfielders. Do you remember um, in the early years of the pod when there were, there were no goals from through balls um, from mm. Ipswich for like, <laughs> like 100 Forever. games or something? And we know that the... Um, wide midfielders shuffled back and you know if, if you could play Murphy into the channel and they had McGoldrick with him and you got those guys one-on-one -on -one, you might have some chance but you're totally right it's it's five years of um I'm not saying these players can't use the ball but for 
five, and you're totally right about, especially someone like Skews, his job for, for five years was face the play, um, intercept the ball and play it simple. That mm. that that was it. Not, um, as we saw a bit last season, right, drop in between the two centre-backs, play on the half turn and, you know, you're deep line playmaker now. It's like, and this is just seemingly taken a, a long, long while. And frankly, it does seem that it's going to take basically a whole new a whole new first 11 to be able to kind of kind of do what we think Lambert wants to do but um that's a really long-winded answer but without without the help of a third midfielder which no doubt we're going to go on to no I don't think I don't I think they, they could with help but not not as a two Rich what do you think I was good my I, uh, what comes to mind is a question and sorry to keep putting, putting this on you Ben is um <laughs> is whether we're too impatient and and I don't want to um, sound really um, boring and slag with McCarthy um, and to a lesser extent, Hurst, who really didn't have time to imprint his values. But these are players, as you say, have been drilled for so long. Mm. Lambert has had half a season, let's say, and, and the, a preseason. There was some are... evidence, Rich, of them starting to do it, wasn't it? The first half of that Millwall game was actually really good, wasn't it? You know, and yeah, then, and, and, and that was January. And, and, and I just wonder whether we are expecting these players who are good, solid pros, you know, the old cliche goes, um, to suddenly learn <laughs> proper men, proper lads. You can do it on a Tuesday night in Stoke. But whether we need to be a little bit more patient and, and this pattern of play will, or this, um, the discipline to keep the ball and try to control the match through possession, it will come. Or whether we're just going to, whether this is our model and whether we just going to go for it. I can certainly be a lot more patient while we've got 2.2 points per game. Yeah. (laughs) And this is really weird, isn't it? And this is a lot of the theme that we'll see in August. And we'll come on to, do we want to talk about Luton? Because I think Luton's a bit of a red herring, really. Um, Quite a lot of rotation. Again, we talked about Luton being well-drilled and the fact they can afford to... Well, there you go. That was a team that did have a pattern of play and, you know, yeah, yeah, well-practiced. And, you know, they made some changes, but... um, Really swept us away, but come on, let's let's be totally honest. I know Lambert would never send anyone out to lose, but you know what these managers say about, and he said it in so many press conferences. This 60 games number, which I guess he's getting from. If you sadly we won't be playing 46 league games, but um, certainly if you factor in one FA Cup game, one Carabao Cup game, three EFL Trophy games, that's 51 um, without you know, you might win a couple of the others. He didn't want to be in that competition, did he? So, yeah. um, you know, and we'll see exactly the same thing against Spurs under-21s on the next Tuesday. I would even think that would probably be 11 changes, won't it? Oh, uh, yeah, probably. There are thereabouts, isn't it? Um, uh, and we've, and as a club, we have <laughs> couldn't care less about the Cups for the last no. few years, so we shouldn't be surprised. Um, I guess people were looking at it as a momentum builder. Um but we went into another tricky game against Peterborough um, the following Saturday. Um, again, an early lead um, and a first goal for, for James Norwood, who had been trying hard, hadn't really been working for him and um, ball falls to him and scores a nice low shot. But then, then again, it's it's another one goal lead that um, we ship an equaliser. And then actually for, for once this season in the league are finding ourselves behind. Um, and again, didn't control the match, um, but did push and did try to force the issue and eventually get an equaliser. Um, missed a penalty as well. Um, this was a weird one. You you I was on holiday, holiday yeah, point, was, so you, right. yeah. 
my overriding feeling in this one, and we talked about on the on the flagship at the time, um, was it was a bit out of a, a get out of jail free um, situation. Um, and we'll talk about Wimbledon, which had a similar feel to it as well. But but again, whilst we're not controlling the match, we are forcing the issue. We are making the opposition think we are finding openings and creating chances, which we didn't do last season. So on the face of it, if you ignore the stats and ignore how the game played out, this is a good away point, right? Well, when you yeah, when you don't play well, I mean, if you take the missed penalty out of it, because I know you like the XG and stuff, a penalty really pulls the XG one way, it adds like 0.77 onto it, doesn't it? So um, if you take that out of it, yeah, it was a get out of jail um, one, wasn't it? It was. I suppose it was nice for Chambers as well, having made the gaff yep. for the for the Sunderland goal. But you're looking at it and you're saying, right, well, Peter Brewer fancied and Mo Isa is cost like 1.3 million, we think, even though it's undisclosed. And and you're going away to these places and you're, you're not losing. Um, but the eye test says you want to see your team your team play well. Um, but if you're not going to play well, still, you know, 94th minute equal or 93rd minute equaliser will always do, won't it? Uh, yeah, as will a, a 94th minute winner in the following match. And this is the first time, I think, because we're now out of this run of um, trickier opponents with no disrespect to the teams that we've played of late. But look, look, just look at the league table, I guess. Um and Wimbledon rocked up and it was clear from minute one what their job was and what their intent was. And this is something that we're going to have to get used to. This is something that Sunderland, as a team that we look at as an example, as something, uh, a lessons to be learned of how to get back up, of how games can be easily drawn by not finding a way to get round teams that are quite happy to sit. And it looked like for a long time we were going to fall into that trap and worse, might even lose it. Um, and suddenly, at the last 10 minutes, things turn around for us. But your thoughts about this being a, a bit of an eye-opener, maybe for the Lambert, and maybe supporters as well, that not everyone is going to try and play football against us. Absolutely. A few things. I remember um, our friend Andy Warren from the paper tweeting, this is probably the first game that Ipswich are expected to win since... And he flagged one up. You remember the Burton game before the 1-1 draw at Norwich in like 2018? Because basically, after the start of the season under Hurst, we weren't expected to win games it looked like we would we would lose one so um strong favorites and he went away from the 4-4-2 in this one didn't he for the for the first time in the season um yeah those of us from the burley vintage will remember a lot of games where teams just came and it was like well well tranmere used to be very good at it and you know just completely crap house yeah crew a <laughs> oh, crew crew would always you know play some nice football yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't they but um you know go go for Stop the nil nil i mean this comes down to i don't know what your personal philosophy on it is my thing is if you're trying to build up and create a pattern of play so if you do go up you're actually a good side wouldn't against teams playing low blocks isn't that like the perfect time to actually practice it where you can get the fullbacks forward and you are gonna you're naturally gonna have over you know 55 percent of the possession rather than no let's let's hit Caden Jackson in in behind or whatever but um you have to find a way against teams that um teams that pack it back and all, all footballers say it. it doesn't matter what level you're playing if one team literally sets up and strings four and then nowadays it's four and then five isn't it we've just one guy as an outlet ball we've seen um so many teams 
um, playing that way, then it is hard to get hard to get through. But um, it'd be nice to see us practicing using the ball and trying to play through. But look, needs must, and I can't remember who it was who booted it up in the air for Jackson in the last minute. Was it Wilson? Um, what for the equaliser? So was it Wolf? Uh, for the winner, it was Goose. Was it Skews? Skews for the One winner. One of the best yeah, passes yeah. in the season. <laughs> Lovely floated, weighted ball. Yeah, dropped <laughs> perfect, didn't it? <laughs> but yeah, and hopefully. Um, I can't remember who it was on Twitter as well. You, you start to get the confidence, don't you? I, I was at Wigan to watch our dear friends from up the road at the end of last season. And they made their sub 10 minutes from time. And they knew they were going to score. They, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You start to... Like like an Alex Ferguson thing. It's like yeah, everyone knows United are going to score. And if you do get that winning mentality end of the game thing, it's... Um, Gary Neville always says, doesn't he? Last 10 minutes chaos just go for it and yeah yeah i'm forcing the issue rather than and this is something we didn't do last season i don't think we we kind of maybe accepted our fate or heads had dropped this season now we we are the team that is expected to dominate so we can afford to go for it you know and if we get picked off so be it do you know what i mean because three points in this league is so much better than one point well, I think. you're totally right about that i always say that you watch any neil warnock game and whatever anyone says about neil warnock he's been a brilliant manager over the years um he will he will happily happily lose in the last minute twice a season if he's going to win in the last minute four times in the season because at at those four up against the four draws you would have got that's way more points isn't it it's 12 points yeah. instead of four points um, i reckon so, Vic said similar as well uh, not that I, I, Mick and Warney are similar in in certain ways, but in terms of going for it at the end, I think Mick was oh, more yeah, the yeah, yeah. take a point, take a point type thing. But um, it's nice, to, it's nice to no, see. You're right. No, you're totally right. In that, like in in those games against um, Peterborough and um, Wimbledon, you, you, three points is more than two points, isn't it? And if we'd have if we'd have drawn both, I would rather we lost at Peterborough and beaten Wimbledon. You, you know get as many points as possible. That's the name of the game. Uh, but at least, uh, yeah, and at least we're forcing the issue. And this this whole, um, this air of like, I remember us saying it when Norwich went up um, with Lambert and they, that Jamie Bastard's got another last minute winner. We, we can it's now see luck. that. It's never yeah, luck. <laughs> if, you are try, if you are trying to take the game to yeah. the opposition and you're willing to go for it, then eventually people start to panic. As soon as the clock starts to tick past 90, defenders get wary of balls going in the box. And we saw it for Wimbledon. And these are not, you know, these are not the calibre players that you're seeing in the Championship or the Premier League who, who keep their composure when all around them it's going a little bit crazy. So there will be last minute drama a lot this season. I'm and Rich, as about. long as supporters accept that we'll lose a couple in the last minute, if we, if we consistently do that, We'll look, we will lose a couple in the last minute because you'll throw a load of men forward and yeah, long you know way. someone yeah. will pick someone will pick you off. They will get a three on two or something. And Thomas Holly will come up for a corner. And there yeah. you go. Um, but I, th- I think we'd all take that after the the, the boredom and then the, the sheer horror of last season. Exactly right. Um, and we we bring us up to date for Saturday with a result that now looks more increasingly like oh, um, it's going to stand. Gonna stand. Yeah. Um, and but we can't really talk a huge amount about what this game means apart from um what it about the opposition and, and what we're up against but um a professional display again goals for doors um jackson and edwards is off the mark as well um only builds confidence i guess and being top of the league um, we've possibly uh, been quite we've possibly been quite lucky then rich because um 
assuming the Bolton takeover at least allows them to pay some wages in January. Freebies or, coming in, I guess. Yeah, or if they can grab some um, grab some free agents now that, you know, frankly, if their team now improves by, say, a factor of 20%, which is quite likely, um, we've been quite lucky to play them at play them at this point and, you know, stick your goal difference up by five and another four goals for your strikers. That will all be... That will all be forgotten, and assuming everything plays out nicely for um, Bolton, none of us will feel in any way guilty about it at all. Now, will we? <laughs> I, I thought it's come to mind, and I'm really um, hesitant to mention it. But this Berry squad has just gone out of the league. Oh, so There'll some of those players... players could go and play for Bolton now? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to mention it, but it was in my mind. Um, I hope you know. They're rich, they've the... probably got car loans and mortgages and phone bills. And yeah, stuff. well, they're going to go and they're, work, haven't they? Their captain's like, been on the radio talking about it. So yeah, there is, there's definitely yeah. players out there for Bolton to, to strengthen. If I assume the rules are still, they can sign free agents whenever they want. So oh, I assume Barry will have breached the players contracts in some way by being expelled and not giving them a chance to, yeah, or, the registration or even, I, I, I assume that if you're not paid for the length of times, these guys, they've breached their contract anyway. So, and yeah. the other thing is rich, um, Barry aren't going to be suing any of their players for going and signing for new clubs because that costs money. <laughs> That's true. So I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure, sure the PFA see... will find a way to for the to do that as well, isn't it? So. Yeah, the, the players the players deserve to play. I know it's horrible for Barry, and I'm sure we'll see Barry pop up next year. In I don't know how many levels they have to they have to go down um, if they're expelled from the EFL. I don't know because um, sure. AFC Wimbledon that was a new club, wasn't it? And so was FC. Yeah. United. I don't know. Um, did Glasgow Rangers was that an actual new club, or did they just? They went down to the Scottish second division, didn't they? Rangers. They had to. They they weren't expelled from the league. They couldn't be called Glasgow Rangers anymore. So, so is they, it a new club? Then? So it's a it's a new registration. I think. Oh, okay. Possibly, but they they didn't get out of the league altogether. They started in the league in the Scottish Division Two and worked their way back up. Mm. Um, so I yeah, I don't know where Berry would join in. Um, it sounds like there's more goings on there, appeals and whatnot with Berry. So I guess it's not the end of that necessarily, but Bolton at least a little bit more of a yeah. Stable I, I think there. what we can say is it's that's it for this season, isn't it? For for Berry, yeah. that's that's done. But um, although yeah, I saw the same thing as you. They want the expulsion to be rescinded but it's you know by you the time that's this appeal it's, it's september you know and, in a few and we've days. been talking about you mentioned this on on the flagship and it, it's on twitter a lot as well the afl whilst um they're going to get criticism quite rightly about how this situation played out also have to protect the kind of um the the competition as well yeah. and the more games get postponed the more pointless is it is anyway so um literally but it just it just makes things a bit more difficult and a bit awkward. So um, we'll see how Barry works out. But Bolton, yeah, takeover looks like it's complete. Um, good for them and um, good for us. <laughs> yeah, and, um, going back to the five nil. Um, uh, I'm sure other Ipswich fans did this. I was driving back from another game I was doing on um, Saturday, and I did have a little peep at halftime. I was like. What's it going to take for us to go top of the league here? Lincoln need to lose, and you know. I had messages with mates exactly. Yeah, the same. and um, yeah. Border was like, well, Blackpool are still top on alphabet, so we need to get one more. Yeah, it's just lovely. And a couple of my Norwich mates text me, you know, oh, you see, you guys are doing well, and perception is reality when you see a team top of the league. And obviously, I modestly text back and saying, oh, yeah, we're we're, we're playing okay, but um we're hardly brazil 1970 at the moment but um yeah we're doing good we'll take it um 
for the month so far then who who are your standout performers who, who are the players that have done well oh, for good you question um well obviously downs but i think uh, you and i had the same conversation at a very hipstery cafe you took me to at Notts County before the season <laughs> oh, where <laughs> where we both said no Downs is the most ready of all of these guys to, so it's not really a surprise but yeah Downs um, fantastic uh, uh, as per usual Mr Skews in a team Skews uh, I'm damning with faint praise here in a team that's not actually playing that well Skews always looks really really when I say not playing that well I mean not that fluid yet he'll always stand out won't he because he'll oh you know if we give him the ball away he'll land on the right spot and he'll give it simple um i think wolf is good as well because there's questions isn't there oh is he going to be good enough um and obviously holly and norwood not necessarily the performances um but the way they've the kind of new air that they've they've brought with their interviews and you know the the gifts and all of that, you know, when it was so dour and, you know, you're either pissing in from the outside or pissing out from the inside. And now we have the players and, you know, Norwood's like retweeting stuff and Holly's so happy to be here. And, you know, just Holly's that... interviews are great. We haven't really talked about those. He seems to be the happiest bloke ever, doesn't oh, he? Great. You know, so those two, um, those two as well. I'm sure I've missed some, missed someone out. But um, this, this is the thing. Um, who, who are yours? I was going to mention Wolfenden. I, I think he's looked nice and assured. Um, I guess what we haven't said is, um, and just to bring this full circle, is Lambert's pre-match press conference after Burton. I, we need we need help. We need three or more, three or four players. Fast forwards to now. He got them. And um, Vincent Young's in. Georgie's in. Um, Will Keane's in, and maybe another. This squad appears to be nicely balanced now with options to play different <laughs> formations. Not yet. There's options. Yeah, it's not. It's... In, injuries notwithstanding. Um, and and I think we've been crying out for a, a, a right back. And I think Vincent Young will come on and, and do really well. It looked like he made a bright star against Bolton. Um, so we'll see there. But Wolf Can I just ask me... you a question then, Rich, mm. on, on Wolf? Um, I want Ipswich to play where you know where the centre halves just look a bit more modern, where they can receive the ball and they can either pass yeah. it into centre mid. Um yeah. do you think um that Wolf is better than or a better prospect for doing that than Nciala Chambers and Wilson in in terms of passing? I would say so. And the one thing that Wolfenden does that I don't think any of the others do, at least Nciala does it, but you Brick it when he does. <laughs> he's quite he's brave on the ball, ball Enciala, isn't he? Yeah. He's taking the ball forward. I don't yeah. think we need two of those, maybe. But Wolfenden has that. He, he does do this kind of 10-yard, 20-yard dash forward to try and open something up and make options happen for himself. So I think Wolfenden has to be the first choice. Um, our mate um, Gabe Sutton has been fairly outspoken as someone who sees a lot of football. He's got a lot of abuse on Twitter, a lot of oh, um, that's it. Can I just accusations. stand up for Gabe, right? and change. Scoots uh, and Chambers, he suggested that last season we should have been looking to replace those guys and, and evolve the team to bring. And Wolfenden, to me, is the natural successor to Chambers and Downs is the natural successor to Scoots. So I think we need to keep going with Wolfie and it's it's Wolfie and another. Yeah. Go on, you're about to defend Gab. Oh, no, no, I was just going to say about Gab. He no. does his preview at the start of the season. 72 clubs. He phoned me up and spoke to me for an hour and 10 minutes about Ipswich, right? And he's doing 72 clubs. 
and people are giving him jip and he's ringing up supporters and talking to him and there's I 72 him, of them i wrote he sent me a list of about 10 questions that i answered for him yeah, as well. so exactly, he, exactly this guy knows his stuff oh, i think dear. you've got a few people back up saying that you know excuse i don't think he was saying excuse and chambers got got us relegated but i think he was saying you know these are players that are fit a mold that maybe isn't what lambert is trying to do and therefore if you persevere with them well, you may be conflict in that well, philosophy Rich, pick, or pick another uh, two I'm, I'm sure a lot of our listeners love tommy smith and christoph berrer as a partnership didn't they um Ooh. with luke chambers at right back but i just think things have kind of moved on right the way through the game and i know i know tactics are cyclical but one thing that isn't gonna um regress is the quality now of you, you know do you remember when a, a decent center half in the championship now he's going to go up to the Premier League, Jagielka or Lescott or whoever, and all of the guys in the Premier League are comfortable on the ball at centre half. Most of the championship ones now are as as well, and you know Ooh. I just uh, you know call me a fantasist or whatever. I like the idea of um, some centre halves who are comfortable on the ball. I agree, and 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 we said the one big thing. And I remember speaking to this um, to Dave about this last season as well. Is the very the benefit of being League One is this is an opportunity for for these young players like Wolfen and and we were talking Dizelle maybe, but it's a bit more tricky for him to get game time to get minutes. Um, competitive football is much better than under twenty threes football, or, or maybe going out on loan to League Two. Um, it did Wolfie no um, no harm actually last season, but yeah. there's no reason to not play these players now in League One, particularly against lesser opponents. But if Wolfenden is going to keep this standard up, I he'd be my first choice centre back, regardless of Enciada Chambers or Wilson being fit, um, or Danassi who can play there now, obviously as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um so plenty to be positive about there, um and um a big game for us to kind of also set a marker on on Saturday against Shrewsbury. Should we, um, should we do the questions and then come back to Shrewsbury? Yeah, let's, let's... let's finish on Shrewsbury. Um, any, any final closing remarks on August? I think we've touched on all the important stuff there that we've, we've dealt with stuff where we think a bit of improvement is needed in terms of control of the game, a little bit more from possession, a bit more pattern, but the consistency, it looks like the four, four, two is here to stay. Four, three, three didn't work at Wimbledon. So that probably be that for that. Um, and for the next few games, you reckon? For the next game, until we see. lose, and then everyone, everyone will be asking for something else, won't they? So. Let's see. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And we've got a big old squad. Now, Richard, anywhere fix. near ten points at this at this juncture, and I think we all would have been happy, wouldn't we? And after the press conference, and look, I know the three players he got. One's a loan, and one's a bit of a gamble um, that could be really good. Um, but he got his three players. So at the start of the season, you know, I'm getting all these messages. Oh, Lambo's off. He's done. He's going to walk all of this. Well, you know, the world looks a, a wholly better place than it did um, when I sat down to watch that press conference on, you know, the first Friday of August. Very good. We were worried that we won't have, we wouldn't fill um, an hour or so of um, How much have we done? We're on 40 minutes, Ben. We're doing there very we go. well. Let's do some questions. Um, Let's do it. So I, I have um, had a quick, preview of these but i'm going to read them the order that they come in let's do it um, so i make no apologies for whether this these are random or not um morning ipswich dudes or evening or afternoon whenever you're listening to this um <laughs> quick fire questions here we go yeah um current badge or 1981 club badge this is from jason by the way well everything from 1981 is better isn't it so we'll say 1981 um tractor boys or the blues uh, tractor boys I'm okay with Tractor Boys. It reminds yeah. me of the earlier. Yeah, yeah. Um, Adidas or Umbro? Adidas. 
Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Yeah, um, away kit, um, Barcelona or the white and black thingy, I think, or the, the yellow and blue from the the 70s the, era. The white this. and black one from 81. The pink stripey, the pioneer yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is up there, isn't it? Um, uh, these issues <laughs> keep him awake at night. So hopefully, Jason, we've given you some answers there. there um, I, I'm going to make a pitch for the the current badge. I quite like the current badge, but I know it's got mixed reviews. And quite, I like the blue action guys have taken that, but it's got yellow and it's too much yellow. Um, Tim, <laughs> do, Pashley, do you remember I'll when we this... put out our Jonas Knudsen uh, Canary Crusher T-shirt a few years ago and it was yellow? It's like, no, <laughs> not buying that. It's got yellow yeah. on it. No, change it immediately. <laughs> Um, Tim Pashley, at what point of the season is it acceptable to drink Bovril? Um, I'll take this one um, because um, I have a reputation amongst the Blue Monday WhatsApp groups since Ben papped me at Accrington <laughs> with, uh, with a tankard of Bovril. Um, it's got to be at least November and it's got to be if you're wearing gloves. If you're not wearing gloves, it's not appropriate. But also you're going to spill it onto your bare flesh without the gloves and that's going to hurt isn't it so the gloves exactly right will gloves are an important you. accessory to go with it use um, them as a breakwater exactly right yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll be the judge of whether i get beans on my on my overall seven out of ten <laughs> gloves six on ten um let's make love <laughs> on the bonquette <laughs> um, i want to have a shower really... before and preferably after <laughs> he's got that the wrong way round. sorry rich go on um Lee, Ginger Eagle 73. So, I like how this is prefixed with so, comma. Okay. Like it's a, like it, this is some Shakespeare. Um, I know <laughs> Sears' recovery is coming along well and could be back a little sooner than expected. But assuming we have most people fit, where do we see him fitting into the current squad? 
well, he's he's proven himself over ages and ages to be terribly versatile. So I suspect the only one he couldn't do is up top on his own. But definitely in a front two, he'd be absolutely fine. Um, in a four-three-three, either side, he'd be absolutely fine. Um, yep. Don't want to see him playing wide in a four-four-two, but I dare say we may do at some point. And in a four-two-three-one, either of the wide positions, but probably not the number ten. Um, obviously, Sears was fourth choice. But in a front four of McGoldrick, who now plays in the Premier League, Selena is now second in the championship. Waghorn played in the playoff final last year. It's almost as if we should have been better with those players under that manager. Anyway, let's move on from that. Um, Joe Garner as well, who, yeah, I suppose he's at the bottom of the league with Wigan. But Sears, without those players there and in League One, surely that's an asset that you can use. Yeah. And in pace as well. Oh, I was thinking about this, Rich. Pace we got through the Edwards, Rowe, Jackson. You know, already, if you are going to go 4-4-2 and not have the ball that much, at least have a ton of pace on there, and we do. And where to posh, and Jackson, we know about that. And I think Georgiou's quick. Um, yeah, I've not seen I think him Vincent yet, Young's so, yeah. quick as well. So maybe this is a tactic as well. Um, Tig, my mate Tig from Peterborough um, in Charters Bar. Um, hello, oh, Tig. I played there once. Is that the boat? It's the one near the boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I played there. Yeah. Oh, there's an outdoor bit out on the side as well. So, yeah. oh, yeah, okay. Um, what did you play? Um, was it covers? Probably a or... load of covers. Um, that was probably a give me the money type gig. But I, I think I remember sending a pretentious tweet. This is the closest I'll ever get to being like a sex pistol because I'm playing on a boat, as they famously did. Nice. Moving on, Tig. Moving on. Um, whilst we are top of the league and grinning broadly, should we be concerned about the lack of quality, well-constructed goals scored so far? Mm. Or simply pleased that ITFC are at last finding scruffy ways to win? We've talked about this. Oh, he's, um, he's totally right, Richard. He's totally, totally right. And as much as, and I'm going to sound like the biggest killjoy in the world, as much as, you know, I was sat next to you when Freddie Sears smashed that one in a oh. villa from... It's a hell of a goal. As a fan... You don't actually want to see that. What you want to see is your team continually scoring from five yards because what that means is that you've ripped the other team open and you're constantly creating big chances. And when I saw this question, I did go back and I was like, when was our last really well-constructed goal that created a high percentage chance that was just easy for the forward to finish? Obviously, Dezel's won against Leeds. And I was thinking the Kelly own goal against Bristol City where it was ping, ping, ping and Kenlock was actually forward. But... um. Yeah, I want to see a score. Which Man City? They score absolutely tons of tap-ins. Yeah, I was going to say we want the we want the you're on the six-yard line and the, and it's basically the goal is totally open for you to slam him. But the but the Bolton goals were a little bit like that. I think there's a few instances where we talked about on Sunday where Jackson lays in Norwood or or vice versa and the other has a tap-in. I agree. I want more of those goals because it looks yeah. like we just totally destroyed Creating the defence. chances for the forwards in the middle of the goal on the ground. You're probably a good team or you're playing against a horrible defence if you're if you're doing that. So I totally agree with him. I want to see tap-ins galore. Tons of them. I, I like the old 30-yarder as well, but, you know. Tap-ins galore. Um, Daryl, I sh- I'm shuddered to ask this one, Daryl, but given you <laughs> given the given the effort of asking it, um, I'll put it. If a plane leaves London on Sunday at 1... Heading southwest, and a hurricane is in the Caribbean. Heading northeast, which will arrive in Florida first. And what airport? Oh, which will arrive first, and which airport will I be diverted? So I think Daryl's after travel advice, and hopefully you're not seeking this from the podcast, Daryl. Um, well, Rich, I should watched, you just turn around and come back and watch? I Ancient watched um, the Avengers Endgame assemble 
today, which yep. took me three hours and most of my day. So what he needs to do is find a, a van, um, get his Ant-Man suit on, go in the quantum tunnel or whatever Realm. it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. and create a new reality and head to Florida that way. Get the um, yeah, get the uh, time stone and just sort that out that way, Darren. That's helpful. <laughs> the old time um, stone. Uh, insurance companies are, or yeah, make sure your insurance company pays out for that as well. Um, consumer advice, that's what it's about. Um, <laughs> Alex Mills, I oh, mate Alex. Alex, are you still in Australia? Dude, let us know. Um, I'm always keen to understand how perfect Australia is compared to over here. Um, why won't people sing um, Dio's Holy Diver from Tom, for Thomas Ollie? Um, how does that go? You... I'm just going to try and get that on Spotify. Yeah, this is on... Ronnie James Dio. Did he? become the singer was he was he one of the Dio, van halen he, singers or something no was he, he who did he end he, up singing with i know that he's in the tenacious d film <laughs> what's <laughs> his what's the song called dio holy uh holy diver, holy diver. see if i can get this down my mic we're not going to get done for copyright on this are we rich just keep it under 10 seconds it's got that real spinal tap yeah. <laughs> Well, I love I love it, Alex. But um, as you said to me, um, Rich, about my attempt at making a song for James Nord, unless Manchester United, Liverpool, or Chelsea or Man City are singing it, it ain't gonna happen. Apologies, Alex. Yeah, you'll have to find something generic for us to copy. <laughs> I was always about. I don't know whether Mullet was the one who penned this. Sleep John B is a popular one. Um, big check in the net. Tra la 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 la. There you go. That that will probably catch on. Yeah. Um, dare I ask? Uh, uh, let's keep. Uh, I'm gonna do these in order. I'm not gonna <laughs> censor anything, Ben. So apologies okay. on behalf of um the questioners, especially one Mikey Penty Smith. Ah, Mikey. Hi, hi guys. Love the show, especially <laughs> the midweek show that he adds. No, yeah, yeah. Um, if you for some unexplained reason had the choice now, would you take a promotion with us just beating teams because we're strong? B, a top six finish with a clear pattern of play but no playoff guarantees, or C, a visit from The Rock? Let's say our answer at the same time. I'll count through and we'll both say our answer, yeah? Ready? Okay. One, two, three, B. C. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter what your answer is. <laughs> I want I want to see him like Sylvester Stallone at Everton or Michael Jackson at Fulham walking out with a flag looking totally bemused at what the hell's going on. But um, it's a serious yeah, point, B. Rich. It's a serious point. B. If we get promoted and... We're still playing four four two and kind of cobbling together performances with not much pattern of play. Is that going to change when we are back up in the championship? We need we need we need to see that improve, don't we? I agree. Yeah, I'm with B. I'm I'm happy with that. Um, Phil Marshall, Phil, God, um, asking the key questions here. If everyone in our current squad is fully fit, what would your first choice team and formation be? It's a back four, isn't it, Ben? Are we mucking about with threes or? No, we're going to have a back. We know mine is four two three one. Sorry to Dave and and Mike Bassett, England manager, and four four effing two. But look at our blooming squad. We've got like a thousand centre midfielders and a thousand yeah. wide forwards that aren't orthodox wide midfielders. And four four two is like literally the worst system for that construct of squad. So I would say um, Holy in goal. Obviously, back four is Vincent Young, Kenlock, and Wolf and. Wolf and Chambers, Wolf and Toto. Mm-hmm. Can't see Chambers. Um, the two, and this is where it's ridiculous. Skews kind of has to start, and then the other position is between Downs, Dazell, Bishop, Hughes, and Nolan. That's how many central midfielders we've got, and we're going to play a midfield too. Um, 
Then I'm going Downs and Nolan there. Sorry. Wow. There's no place in my strong. My strongest eleven does not include Cole Scoose. I'm here to, and that's not because I'm hating on Scoose. It's because I think Downs can do the breaking up job just as well, but could also recycle the ball better and can take it forward. And I think Nolan is a really useful person who can get between both boxes as well. So my two, those are my two sitters. I agree with you on the formation for this worth. Um, it's obviously it's probably going to be Norwood up front. So then you again you're three off the front. If you look at the ten, that could be judged. But I've got a sneaking feeling that you might actually end up like with Keenan, yeah, I get Keenan yeah, and judge yeah, Keenan yeah. then judge to the side of him. But he says if everybody's fit, then sure Hughes or Bishop would be you know superb in the ten as well. Um, and then you wide forwards, Judge Edwards, Rowe, Georgiou, Lancaster, Sears, El Mazzuni or Dobra. And you're telling me this squad is balanced. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, um, that's, I, I just think the squad lends itself. And I think modern day football lends itself to, you know, somehow getting that third guy into the centre midfield. But, uh, and I know we've got a question about players going out, but surely if everyone's, if everyone's fit, um, Dobra, El Mazzuni would be loaned out, wouldn't they? Yeah, I think they would. Yep. There we go. Um, we've got um, Benjamin Arie asks about Sears. Well, so we'll, um, I think we've done with that one. Rob Farmer. I'm just looking at the. F- I paused because I need to get the fixture list up for this next question. Rob oh, Farmer. I've got it. I've got it. For um, you. Yeah. Will we still be top at the end of September? Let's just go through the games quickly, mm-hmm. um, and let's do a Dave Diamond because he's. We need to get him writing this stuff and sticking it in an envelope because his predictions were quite good I when we spoke right, last. Um, he's he's doing all right when we spoke last week. Bring um, back the Nasdaq. Um, so Shrewsbury doesn't count because it's still an August game. So yeah. the first league game we've got the international break now um, is Doncaster at home. What you're saying? Are you saying that we win at home every every time, or <laughs> Donny is no. strong? Um, what I'm saying, Rich, is there's a three game week with two away games in it, which is yeah. um, which if you got six points out of that week or even five, you'd be you know given there's two away games. Um, it, it's difficult. We've got no. We haven't lost yet. So we've got no barometer for being outplayed or who's really good. And you, you look at the names and you're like, oh, we're going to gonna win every week. Obviously, we're not going to win um, every week. Um, you might think in terms of rotation that MK away, we might not win that game because I think, I think a few players don't play, that, don't play yeah. that game in the middle of that week and he keeps them at home and they go off and play at Gillingham at the weekend. But, I mean, you're right, Rich. Look at the next three home games. Shrewsbury... Donny um, Tranmere. Well, Shrewsbury were... I know Doncaster were good last season, but Grant McCann's not there anymore. Certainly Shrewsbury and Tranmere. Yep. You'd, you'd be confident of, of winning those. Um, got a nice cushion though, haven't we? If we've already got 11. So that's nine points from the next five would be 20 from the first 10, which would be... Still know, on the two points. Still on the still on the two, but I, we might even be ahead of that. I hate to hate to be overconfident Might yeah have, i mean yeah. i can't i at the moment the only teams that i'd be this is such a nice feeling to have as well compared to last season i can't Donnie? i can't i'd say that we win our home games at the moment really I, yeah i do yeah i can't i um, someone is going to screw us over at some point i just can't see it being doncaster or not Trump. without marquis and mccann as well um so i th- i think we're good for home wins in september i agree i think mk is probably one where we might end up with a point. Yeah. Um, and... Gillingham away. Gillingham, not a great start for them. 
Where, am I wrong? Am well, I Norwood's, wrong? Norwood's scoring against Tranmere as well, isn't he? Oh, yeah, exactly yeah. right. Um, so I, th- I think we're still there or thereabouts, um, Rob. I don't Wouldn't think it be great in... to have another 11, another 11 points from that, which is... I mean, Gillingham have not won so far. They're 19th, two points so far. Um, big away following likely as well. Um, so, Rich, if we, em- if we won four and lost one of those, if we won one of the away games and lost the other one, we would have 23 points from the first 10. That'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? Yep. Yeah. Let's go with that. Let's keep the positivity before we screw it up by losing to Shrewsbury and <laughs> our, our heads go on Saturday. Um, <laughs> Arthur Pickthorne. Does the signing of Vincent Young single the end of Josh Emmanuel's town career? Um, Joe and I have spoken about this. Good to get your thoughts as well, Ben. Um, probably not, being there's he's the only right back ahead of him in the squad. Emmanuel will start against Tottenham under-21s, won't he? You would think. Um, so I think he's going to be he's going to be kept around, but um, he seems... got a break though. Don't forget. So we do have a so after Spurs we do, we have a weekend off because of the because yeah, Watchdale's postponed. I wonder whether Vincent Young plays to get fitness in that game, and yeah. he's a former Spurs yeah, as well. Might. Yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. I Maybe can just see Emmanuel eleven changes, Rich. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it just feels like from the, literally the very first show we ever did, and Dave getting very excited at Brentford in twenty. 20- the 2015 um that it's just never happened for Emmanuel has it but I think he's he's here for the season isn't he I, yeah, I think ends, yeah we triggered it so yeah. he's got one yeah so I doubt he'd be around after that but um yeah I I, I get metaphorically Arthur's never write anyone off but Arthur's it's point. looking unlikely yeah. um Paul Westlake so we've alluded to this as well do you think that the uh that um, that Evans has helped us to avoid a Berry slash Bolton situation. Should we be grateful for what we have? Uh, this is, yeah, this this was bound to come up, wasn't it? Um, first of all, people can be very, but I'm not accusing Paul of this because we met Paul and he's a, he's a very smart fella. People can be very black and white in situations like this. Just because Steve Dale and what was the guy before him called? Day? What was his question? Oh, the previous owner at Berry. Berry. Oh, I'm not going well, to do that. Just because someone is really, really terrible doesn't mean that the only two options in the world are really terrible owners and really brilliant owners. Yes, it's obviously true to say that um, factually Marcus Evans does stop us, you know, being insolvent. Could there be somebody else who would do that better? Um, Possibly. Um, I think what we're beginning to learn now and... Um, this is something that Evans and um, the previous chief exec, whose name I've forgot, Bowden? Milne, wasn't chief exec, was he even? Was he? He was, wasn't he? Um, Ian Milne, yeah. Speak about how things have changed. I think people are now getting more well-read and seeing how ridiculous the whole thing is. I mean, I, did, did you watch the Leeds documentary on Amazon? Uh, no, I just cancelled my Prime subscription, but it's, <laughs> it's waiting for me. Soon I've heard, yeah, I've heard it's good. Well, Russell Crichton rates it. Yeah. Um, so, Rich, what happens is they get to the playoff semi-final. They're 45 minutes from Wembley. So they pretty much have a really good season, just failed to get promoted. And the difference between them winning those two games and not winning those two games is, oh, well, we've, got a, we've definitely got to sell two players now. And um, it just strikes me now the extremities are so, so ridiculous now right the way down um when evans took over he probably had some power in championship and he now has some power where he can go and get kane vincent young in league one i think um the worst thing he's 
done is he's hiring of managers, I guess. And yeah. Mick was the only one who could run the whole club by himself, wasn't he? Which is what what Evans wanted. Um, let, let's not get sucked into it being black and white and Berry owners and Bolton owners are awful. Therefore, Evans must be fantastic. Yeah, my, my um, thought on that yeah, what's, is your, what's your view? I'm is, rambling. Is, 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 is you're right. There's, there's more nuance there. Yeah. I think what if, if Berry and Bolton teaches anything, it's to never be complacent that your owner is the best of intentions. There are very few football owners who are in it for the love and the joy of being a football owner. There's, there's maybe Andy Holt is one of them. I, I can't think of many others. You buy a football club because you see it as an investment to make money. And if Evans got bored and wanted to force a sale or wanted to liquidate the club, there'll be very little we could do about it. So the, the, whilst our interests are aligned, fantastic. And whilst we can get Evans through more on the community stuff, we talked about that before. Great. And yes, he is running us in a prudent way, but one day he could wake up and decide, do you know what? I've had enough of this. If I can't get out, fine, I'm going to asset strip and I'll get my money back that way. So um, I think we just don't don't get complacent. But yeah, we, we kind of, it's, I don't think we compare, as you say, I don't think we can compare ourselves to other clubs, but clearly at the moment no, we seem to be on an even keel, which is No one makes a profit, solid. do they? Just no one. Even well, like the, yeah. even, I mean, I know what they do is that, individuals make money out of football you know like you hear what the arsenal board have got in premiums and you know kickbacks from shareholders and and whatnot and i'm sure mohammed salah and jürgen klopp do well out of liverpool you know in the, but no one makes a profit this is this is a crazy thing is that owners that you know they don't make a profit do they I, i'm sure they can draw them out in shareholders they can but... add stuff to balance sheets and that kind of stuff yeah, yeah. and do clever um financial stuff there but it's just it's just really really crazy at the moment where you're you're going from 100 million to um 7 million to whatever we get this year just try of 1 million in the tv revs and and what i've always said is the proximity to the next one is the thing that kills kills clubs very mortgaging stretching, yeah. stretching and stretching and i tell you one to keep an eye on reading if this goes wrong for Reading, having just signed, you know they put themselves under embargo and they've just signed. And they just sold the ground to them, so to the. Oh, they've done that as well. They? And yeah, oh, but that, only, that... only for 24 million though. Okay, that buys you a couple of years, doesn't it? But mm. you know, you get a team like Reading who are basically going, well, we can't compete, so we're going to have a big gamble here. We're going to sign a couple of players and hope to recycle them, like Brentford or Preston or whoever have done. Um, yeah, it's a very very complex situation that. Um, isn't going to get solved easily. No, I know we digressed right. a bit off Evans, but that's fine. Yeah, no, <laughs> easy. Um, let's skip through these because we've still got quite a few. Sorry, more. Um, that's all right. No, it's all good stuff. Um, Jack Barham, do you think there will be any more signings, or do you think we need to offload some players? I think we need to offload some players, Jack. Don't we? Um, just in, you know, when you go through the particular, when when you've got one left back, two right backs, and then again, I'll say centre midfield: Skews, Downs, Dazel, Bishop, Hughes, Nolan. Wide players, Judge, Edwards, Rowe, Georgiou, Lancaster, Sears, El Mazzuni, Dobra. So yeah. it's so unbalanced in position. So uh, may, maybe, a, maybe a couple of loans out, I think. Agreed. Um, Chrissy, Kit Day. Um, just how, oh, know, good, how good has the much-criticised Scoose been in these opening games? I don't know if this is um, Scoose bringing 
criticism forward from last season or new criticism that I haven't seen a huge amount of. Um, but um, key player for us so far, yeah? Yeah, he always is, isn't he? Um, and t- this is the thing, Rich. Until we outgrow skews, this kind of fairly straightforward West Country centre midfielder who can do seven out a, of ten most week, a isn't couple he? of things really well, he'll be one of our best players. If, as we all hope, we turn into this all singing, all dancing, beautiful um, passing football team, he won't be good enough. But for the last how many years? Five years, seven years, Ooh. or whatever, he's he's been one of our better players and yeah, Chris is right. Yeah. And experience as well, which is something maybe we lack a little bit of Definitely, yeah. um, ITFC Mark um, promoted to the championship. We're already, we're already looking ahead for it this time <laughs> next year. Um, we get offered 10 million for Norwood. Do you take it? If not, what would your minimum price be if we were to get offers after a successful season? Hey, I guess my, I'd, um, uh, I'd temper this question or I'd add, add an angle to this, which is, at 29, I guess, is, is what he would be next season, I guess. Let's say he scores 25 goals for us this season. Is there going to be a, a team willing to spend 10 million on Norwood for maybe one or two seasons? Or, um, yeah, you'll th- um, just add a little bit of flavour to that because well, you know, he's, he's, it's to be the first time he's played at that level. Um, so do you gam- is, is it a gamble, I guess? I, I think if we get offered 10 million for any of our players, then we sell them. And I think the one thing Evans was never able to do in the championship, I suppose Mings and Wickham was close, wasn't it? He never managed to... um, The teams that do well in the championship are the ones that can somehow bridge the gap between themselves and the parachute teams. And the uh, literally the only way to do that is to do what Bristol City will sell Lloyd Kelly and Ab- Adam Webster for 33 million and uh, Brentford sell Konza and Mopai for 30 million. The only way to do that, sadly, um, and I think Luton have done the right thing, selling um, James Justin and the other fullback's name that I've forgotten, oh. Rich, and you might be able to help me out with. No, no, I've, yeah. I think you have to sell. I really, really think you do. Else, there's, you're just going to die a, a slow death, aren't you? Um, so, yeah. That's one criticism, going back to Paul's question about Evans, is getting the good fees for players that do leave. You know that. Yeah, he's not Daniel Levy, is he? Jack Stacey. Oh, thanks. Jack Stacey. He went to Bournemouth, didn't he? Yeah, thank um, you. Um, but um, I, I think Luton have done the right thing. Yeah, you know, re- bring the players through, recycle, keep it moving quickly. You're competing with teams. You get a 4.5 million solidarity payment from the Premier League, um, whilst the parachute team gets 45 million. Yeah, and you can only yeah. lose 13. What you want is the conveyor belt to be bringing yes, the next player through, so exactly. that it's a natural progression. And I think maybe we've lacked that as well. But Mick um, liked everything to be stable, didn't he? He didn't like a yeah. big turnaround. But I just don't think, unless you go up like Sheffield United with. Uh, with a brilliant manager and just do the same system and add to it. Um, I do genuinely think that's the only way. So not that I think we'd ever be offered 10 million for Norwood, but if we get offered any, anything like, you know, 10 million, that then starts you in that. And then maybe you can buy a player for 4 million, which we haven't done in Goodness, 20 and years. It, or and invest the surplus. Goodness me. Yeah. What an idea. And, and Harry Butcher on, on, on a similar theme. Are you worried about a team coming in for Z- Zinedine Zidane's? Um, I am a little bit, but I don't think he'll go this season. No, I, I think if, he's if we don't go up, up, I think he goes for this season. But yeah, everyone's got a price, haven't they? If he has a really good season and Evans gets offered three point five million for him, we'll sell him, won't he? Mm. Um, yeah, and so. going back to my last answer, um, I agree with selling if those fees are getting up there and getting up there. But 
if we get five million for downs, let's say from a, a Stoke or a you know decent Championship team, and we've got still this surplus midfielders, actually it solves a little bit of a problem for Lambert, doesn't it? But I would rather we keep downs just to yeah, perform. I'd love to build a team around um, him. Great player. FPL Tractor and Richie Day have asked us more about the kind of Berry and Bolton situations. Mm. Um, I, I think we've kind of talked about um, Evans in relation to those two teams. In terms of the EFL, we talked about this on Sunday as well. Um, I, my two penneth on this is it's all about fit and proper and it's all about ensuring that there are safeguards that owners um, take over clubs with the best of intentions and with commitments to... to treat these as you community assets. You still can't assets. guarantee that they're not going to do dumb things after they've passed your fit that, and, and I guess that's though, the job. Can you, you, yeah, can't, you can't legislate for that, but I think it, it, there needs more guarantees. I think owners need more of a, a contract, I think, more with mm. the community rather than the EFL, but it's a difficult thing, isn't it? I don't think we've probably got time or maybe the experiment. I think one of the questions, let's see if I can, um, from Nick, Nick P nine eight two. Will you will you be doing another finance pub with Kieran Maguire relevant to League One? Um, Thoughts on whether that's a possibility? Ben? Yeah, I spoke to him a few weeks ago, and he was like, he he lives in um like Liverpool, and he lectures in London and supports Brighton, so he must spend most of his life on a train somewhere. But um, I will speak to Kieran probably in September, but I'm afraid it probably won't be about League One, although no doubt he'll go big on. He's been tweeting about Barry and Bolton for the last few yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, but I'll do if if I do speak to him, I'll do a shout out for questions. So if we get League One questions, I'm sure he, he literally Kieran is like a spreadsheet on every team in the country. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. definitely worth a follow. Um, Subzi is um, elephant in the room, Ben. Um, <laughs> right. Where's the new game for this year's pod? Two little ducks and CV game. You were going to think of one, weren't you, Rich? I was going to think of one that isn't <laughs> that stolen. That isn't stolen from somewhere else. Let, let's I, put it I, out to the listeners, Rich. What if what do people want for um for a game? And this will sound really lame, but we we always try and get the pod out to you. It was called the Blue Monday podcast to try and get to you by Monday. And um, world's smallest violin. Um, sometimes when we're preparing and doing the editing, um, you know, we get all the game stuff and we do all the questions and sort out all the tech and everything. And I don't know if you had it last time. It's like two minutes before the shit. Oh, I've got to look up an Ipswich game from 15 years ago. And have I picked Who's it a player who's played I'm... for a lot of clubs that I yeah. can do in so the game? Maybe, maybe we could do it like the football ramble where the, the we've come up with the quiz and the listeners actually send in the questions on our... I, I love that. Well, do you like fight? I don't know if you watch fight. Uh, listen to fighting tour. That's a good podcast. No, I don't. Um, they've got a listener question, so maybe we do a listener question or some of that, or a quiz question or some of that. Yeah, quiz. Get your ideas. Pub in. quiz or whatever. But yeah, Subsy, give it. Give us your ideas. Yeah. Um, we I, I, speaking on behalf of um, and, and this is your you got the shoes on the other foot tonight, Ben. So you can guarantee you can give the view on this as well uh, as. People who have to participate in the quiz, we bloody hate it. We hate being put on the spot. <laughs> well, and like the thing is as well, if you if you put your ideas in, um, not that I'm telling people what to do here, but the um, the more difficult the quiz is, the less people find it fun to listen to, play and or organise. So um, it's it's all about it being like all the listeners can kind of kind of do it. And we may have made some of our quizzes too hard asking people to name 22 players from um yeah go, come up with your ideas but yeah we'll we'll, we'll um take them under advisement no guarantees <laughs> take them under advisement you can, um, tell, you can tell richard like in charge I'll of people worst, at work though. can't you yeah, there you go. yeah 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 um put them in writing um george lancaster asks us um 
and the weekend we were supposed to be about anything we can do as club fans to show solidarity. I quite like my idea of the women's watching the women's team if they're they're supposed to be at home that weekend. Um, any thoughts on what we can do? Uh, maybe go and watch another team or a local team or something. I don't know. I'll probably go to Fulham. Yeah. Don't know. <laughs> well done, Ben. I'm, I'm, I'm the problem, aren't I? Yeah, go off to the. I'm the issue. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going off the. I'm going to watch. No, no, I'm being I'm being very disingenuous. Um, this is it's really difficult though, Rich, because it's the um, it's the Robin Peter to pay. Paul type thing um just in general a solution that um requires any kind of bailout thing doesn't really work in a world where football is still capitalist based does yeah. it that Agreed. does not that does not work so as yeah i uh, who asked the coach george was it um i know yeah. what george is i know what george is saying about uh solidarity you know just as a one-off and get them go get, watch non-league football That's yeah how you get do them, it. well they do the non-league non-league days which are much harder when you're supporting a league one team aren't they but um unless you get i saw scoey tweet today about the german model of where the fans have 50% or and I've seen people tweet about the American model where there isn't relegation and the revenue is shared those work because it's not ultimately a capitalist system where you'd have at the top of that um shake whatever his name is Al McBarrow who's paying Kevin De Bruyne 350 grand a week so he deserves his 4 billion sky rights because he's well i'm paying de bruyne the viewers want to watch him and sterling i wh- why do i have to pay for berry look at all i'm paying here my end it, it it's difficult isn't it well it's capitalist yeah. to, to have a bailout type situation yeah i sorry one I'm, thing that no no the one thing that just an aside as well sorry george we've kind of spun off your question into yeah, a sorry, little bit of a political rant um is um my issue as well is um uh, financial fair play and the um, elite player performance plan or whatever it is, the fact that Premier League clubs can pluck the best players from the lower leagues, uh, uh, bright prospects and pay pittance for them or find loopholes to do that. I think finding a way to get to properly compensate clubs for players that are plucked from their academy after they've done the investment or the effort to build them up or find them in the first place, particularly if those players go on to have, uh, ignoring transfer fees, if let's say it's... Um, Oh, I forgot his name, Ben Knight. The right, oh, the, did you go to Chelsea if, or Man City? Was it Charlie? He went to Man City. So, yeah. and, and the guy and there's guys who've gone to Arsenal stuff like that. If yeah. he goes on to play, for, never signs for anyone else and just plays for Man City for the rest of his career, but scores 30 goals a season, there should be some reward, top up, that we get because of that. And I think that is a, a massive failure is that Premier League clubs can just skim the quality off the top and don't have to pay for it. Sorry. And, and it. Richard goes back to what I was saying about the fact that Berry are in the same business as Man United when it's it's like a guy with a little burger van negotiating with McDonald's or something you know one can just kick the other one around and um, whether so whether the solution long run is that um, you you end up with two Premier Leagues and then just non-league below that and you know people just don't spend money but while it's capitalist and there's not either an American system or a, a German system, then um, money talks and, um, you know, the big bucks wins every time, I'm afraid. Yeah, sadly so. I think we're doing all right because we're starting to, um, some questions are repeating. I'll just ask a little bit of Chris, um, um, Chris ITFC, Lud- Luda Chris Wade um, on um, nice. <laughs> Twitter. Luda Chris. Um, 
asks us about our midfield things. He just says, can you really see Hughes, Nolan, Bishop or Dizel unseating Scoos and Downs? Um, I can't see them well, unseating them. I can see one being added added in there. I think, look, with Hughes, I, I think it's quite handy for Lambert to just say, well, look, the entire season I'm just going to drip Hughes in as a sub. Do you know Play what I mean? I, I think that and, works. Yeah. that works for him to do that um obviously our 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 dream is a double pivot of downs and dizelle isn't it in in the long run where dizelle actually gets it together and is the playmaker and downs is the downs is the muscle um at the moment no i don't see them being unseated and if we play 4-4-2 i definitely don't see them being unseated because in that system it's not about talent it's about reliability and they're the two most reliable um, particularly when you look at Bishop and Hughes in terms of injury, mm. Nolan maybe in terms of um, being a bit flaky sometimes in game. So, um, yeah. Um, just to finish then, so um, Ollie Friston and Nathan Collins Fitness for all your fitness needs. Ask us about points predictions for September. So we've done those. So thank you guys for the questions. Hope we've answered that. Andy Grimes, our mate Andy Grimes, um, asked us about um, seeing a complete performance under Lambert. And I think we've addressed that one as well. Not a 90 minute one. No, we haven't. And then I think um, there's a couple... Oh, people need to reply to my tweet rather than um, retweet. Um, (laughs) I always retweet it. I don't... And I put a little finger pointing downwards, Rich. Uh, you do. Um, so reply to my tweet, everyone, please. For the, so I make sure I. <laughs> what are you going to um, say for the love of God? For the love of God. <laughs> um, I'm trying to find a good one to end with. Um, uh, Isaac, I think might have been Man City fan in brackets, but he's removed it. Possibly. Oh, okay. I want Isaac, ITFC fan in brackets. Um, is Lambert the most experienced manager in the league? No, the Aquington guy is, what's his name? John Coleman, is it? Coleman, yeah. Yeah, Lambert's most experienced in terms of who's done the most at the highest level, but hasn't John Coleman been managing for like 100 years or something? Is he one of those guys? I I think so. I'm getting confused with John. Do you remember John Still, who would like manage Barnet once? Yeah, I thought, yeah. Am I wrong about that? Lambert's the most, um, what's the word, kind of tenured who's done the, you know, played for Dortmund and Celtic and you know um those guys but in terms of experience he must he must be mustn't he oh I'm trying I'm just on Wikipedia to, uh, to get stats and now I can't oh, they... so he's he's been a manager since 1997 but some of that is non-league Who, so he's Lambert? been around a bit uh, no um, Coleman. John Coleman yeah when did Lambert start at Wickham then like mid two. It would have been the season before he went to Colchester, I think. Because I think he was a, I think he was a Scottish manager as well. Then went to Wickham. Oh, then went to Col U. Um, but yeah, there's, I'm struggling to. Uh, Clough is quite experienced in oh, this. Oh Christ! Now, yeah. yeah. Um, but otherwise, and Kenny Jacket, I guess, is in there oh, as no. well. Okay, fair comment. Yeah. I think Cl- I think Clough your was point a, is right though. When did Clough start? Because he was playing God in the 80s, wasn't he? Way before Lambert was. And he was, he was in that Liverpool team in the early 90s as well, though, wasn't he, Nigel Clough? He's a really good player for Forrest, Nigel Clough, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, I think he was one of their top scorers. Have you heard that Brian Clough story where Graham Taylor goes to see Brian Clough about picking Nigel for his England team? And Brian didn't agree with um, Graham Taylor's football philosophy. And apparently Graham Taylor's waiting outside Brian Clough's office. And Brian Clough sits in there with the lights off, pretending he's not there. And... While he sat outside, and I hope this story hasn't been exaggerated over, over the years for mythical Cluffy effect. But he was so like, oh, he's not, he's not playing in that long ball England team. I don't want, I don't want to speak to him. And like someone would come in and say, what, what, what are you doing, boss? Oh, don't say any, don't say anything. Graham Taylor that side. I don't want him to know I'm in here. 
It's like the Ben Maven Badly episode where they hide in the house to, to make sure they get a pizza <laughs> <Yeah>. for free. <laughs> hey, <can laughs> he doesn't say, see us with a pain. Ben behaving badly. Um, but dun 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 What a great theme! Dun 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 dun. It's on Netflix. I've been watching it. That's the same guy who wrote the um. Have I got news for you? Yeah, a big George or something. Um, he did the um piano on the Ricky on the Office as well. Apparently famous for pitching his theme tune ideas with a guitar and a kazoo saying if 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 you don't get them on those instruments then they're not not good enough sadly no longer with us tv theme trivia everybody well, there's a quiz there's a quiz <laughs> that's a real quiz tv theme tune quiz i love that <laughs> um, <laughs> we have other questions we um but thank I think, you everybody i think we're gonna there's there's something from mullet um there's something from we've uh, alluded chris wade who's made sure he's got in there twice um howard smith as well there's some wrestling questions in there um we'll save those for another day eh? we've like um, had a year's worth of wrestling references we've gone way over than i thought this is what this is like a stat and dave kind of oh sorry um, that's fine give us your um give us two minutes on shrewsbury um ben what do we think three five two from them and uh we do we, we, we've kind of been linked with Shrewsbury since last summer, haven't we? So Shrews yes. lose the playoff final with Hurst, who apparently clears his desk beforehand. Hurst leaves for Ipswich and Shrews hire John Askey. Um, Nolan and Ciala kind of shithouse their way out of Shrewsbury, don't they? Follow Hurst to Ipswich. Hurst lasts until October 25th. Askey only 12th of November before he's fired. Sam Ricketts comes in from December um, and gets the Shrews safe from relegation. They finish 18th, two points above Plymouth from relegation. A um, couple of good results this season. They have beaten Pompey and away at Accrington. Um, Nil-nils at home, Rochdale and Burton. one nil defeat at MK. Failed to score, Rich, in three out of the five games. You are right, they've played a back three in all of the fixtures so far. A few familiar names. We've probably seen Max O'Leary for Bristol City. He's on loaning goal. Um, Ethan Ebanks Landell, you might have seen play for Wolves. Wolves Omar yep. Beckles is an absolute unit. I can't you, yeah, we were linked with him, I think, weren't we? Ben when being first the same came over. Uh, the left wing back, Giles, is 19 and on loan from Wolves as well. Um, Dave Edwards, a Mick McCarthy favourite, will be yes. in centre midfield. Probably still got bleach blonde tips in his hair because that's how I. Remember him and Richard uh, Steve Morrison, who destroyed oh. us for um, Mars Kenlock will be having nightmares. Yeah, he's there on loan, I believe, um, from Millwall. Um, look out for Fajiri Oken Abiri, who will probably be on the bench but scored 10 for them last season it looks like they're going to play a front two but like a winger is going to play up with Morrison to yeah it's a a tall and a short striker I think I think think so Rich they finished 18th last season nothing to fear if you were pushing your luck and winning a little bit yeah we haven't played against the the back three yet have we I think Wimbledon lined up possibly with that and it shifted into a four I think Um, but yeah this is the. I mean, we're going to have this trouble for the next few months until we've played everyone once. I think. Oh, you think they drop the wing backs in and? I know, sorry, as in being able to being comfortable to predict a home win. But oh, it should okay. Be a home win, shouldn't it? Either. On paper, we're we're top of the league. We we have. Uh, I hate to sound like one of those fans. We have better players. Yeah. Yeah. You know, apart from Morrison, you know, who would, um, who would probably. Um, if you're trying to sign Tom Elliott from Millwall, I know um, Morrison's no slower than Tom Elliott. Is he? Oh. Um, so he'd probably get in our team. But yeah, 
Otherwise, I'm I'm sure we'd have their left back on loan from Wolves, wouldn't we? But um, you know, playing that game, I know it doesn't always work out that way, but um, yeah, you you you're top of the league, it. you you want the three points, don't you? Yep. Yeah. Their fans hate us, don't they? They do. It's like Colchester. We don't really yeah. think about them, and uh, so. Let it go, Shrewsbury. It's so last year. Um, so we're predicting our own win. We're not going to go for a scoreline. I don't think that's... Um, well, do you want to give me a scoreline, Ben? Or uh, no, no, not really, Rich. I just <laughs> no. end up end up looking like a prat. Um, yeah. are, are you going? I'm going back for it. I'll be in my... Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there as well. Um, so so um, maybe I'll see you before the game. And you're back for hosting duties on the flagship show, and Guinevere needs to be brought back into action. Because yeah, we've got an, an abundance switch wide forward type situation. Availability, yeah. Yeah. So maybe we'll so, get Statman back if he's back from, um, from the dam. Amsterdam on on that one. But if not, um, someone brilliant on our brilliant Blue Monday team will be on talking complete and absolute sense about um, the Shrewsbury game, Rich. Exactly right. Good stuff. Um, do you want to give us your Twitter bits and pieces? Yeah, there? yeah. Um, so at Benjamin Bloom, um, I get some jip for it, but I'm still covering the championship stuff. So if you have any interest in that, that goes down the same feed on YouTube as the Blue Monday stuff if you watch it on YouTube. Obviously, if you're not interested in that, just go down the audio feed, which has just got the um, Blue Monday content down there but yeah lots of interesting stuff and like the person who asked um we'll, we'll do some interviews on on the youtube there but obviously first and foremost um the blue monday stuff um at blue monday itfc as well um on instagram as well benjamin type benjamin bloom into there everywhere you I put a picture us. of myself feeding an alpaca on there when i was going for that phone earlier yeah. yeah i'll probably put a picture of you up there later when this has gone up that will probably be a fad. I'll probably go on Instagram for a while and then not bother. Um, yeah. Uh, YouTube, to be honest. There you go. Yeah, More yeah that's where oh, I am. Yeah, YouTube where you, everywhere. Uh, you can find me at, at Ipswich. Are you um, gonna, uh, is there any um, ITFC goal machine stuff happening? I like that. I like that. I, I might, yeah, well, as I say, I've been working on some footage. So, um, so uh, me and Stat are doing a lot of 99-2000 on this day post. So we stuck out one today. The two all was Sheffield United away. Where I think we were two all up and drew two all. And I do you know what? The... I was at that game. Um, and Chris, who tweeted in earlier, I was probably sat next to him. I always remember my mate Bryn had been out the night before and he fell Uncle asleep. Bryn. He fell asleep during the game. And um, oh, was it possibly him? Yeah. I just remember someone falling asleep during the game. We we scored two really early goals didn't we and they had that guy martin smith playing on the left wing who i always thought should have been playing in the premier league but he obviously had some um deficit in his character makeup that went on and played <laughs> for do you remember him played for sunderland possibly Huddersfield vaguely as well? yeah. vaguely yeah, i might have to let that one we used well. to have some right battles with the blades then didn't we? oh yeah. scum of the north <laughs> brilliant stuff ben enjoyed that that went far longer than we thought it was oh, that's, there you that's go. 45 minutes longer than i thought it was i so trained with david diamond i could go for like either. four yeah, hours we, like like yeah, a joe exactly rogan right. podcast yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and and you'll be back for two hours worth on sunday hopefully yeah uh, and no, we'll be back we, next we, week for the midweekers so we'll figure that one out but we'll try i'll let you have the last word thank you everyone for your questions and ben yeah you can say goodbye the handbags and the glad rags that your poor old granddad had to scream to go bang 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 bang
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping. But in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.